Watch the headbots and elbows. No rabbit punches, no low blows. This will not be a clean fight, so protect yourself at all times. The underdogs are coming for the throne. This is the B-Sides Boxing Podcast. We can dive into it if you want. Yeah. Uh, then whenever he comes in, we can shame him for being late. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, he's definitely a clown. No doubt. Oh, yeah. Motherfucking Orod said he was going to be here five minutes ago. Lazy motherfucker. God damn. Yeah. Oh, oh, speak of the That's fucking right. devil. We was just about to shit talk you live on the podcast. Yep. <laughs> I said about five minutes. Yeah, that, that was like 15 minutes ago. <laughs> touche, touche. <laughs> All right. Uh, hey, RG, did you hear the the uh, intros? Because I put Heidi's just, intro on it. I listened to a couple of them, yeah. yeah. Ooh, that's cool. Just a comically... Somebody with a comical accent, you know? I would have gotten Stumac to do it. <laughs> I understand that would have turned off a lot of people. So. Yeah, well, he's, he can't work. He's in a mourning period right now. Sure, sure. Uh, okay. Yeah, mourning period for uh, the lizard. <laughs> Lizzie. Yeah, Lizzie. She's in a box, man. So that's why Shields and Marshall was postponed. I was really looking forward to Michaela Mayer and Alicia Baumgartner for somewhat obvious reasons. Yeah, that's just that's just really strange to me that they were canceled. Even something that's like that niche, you know? Like, what, right. what difference? Like, dude, fucking Joe Biden could get hit by like a meteorite and they wouldn't cancel shit. Nope. You know what I mean? Just if it was unrelated. Yeah, flag at half mast. They'll do like a moment of silence where everyone's gonna scream, "Let's go, Brandon!" Anyway. <laughs> yeah, that'll be that'll I'll be post a picture of Biden and Ali from like the seventies. <laughs> post it'll be like half Ali's face, half XXX Tentacion's face, <laughs> half Biden's face. <laughs> <laughs> you know, last week. But yeah, I guess it's October, whatever. Yeah. Wish we could have seen it this week, but yeah, that's fine. I guess we'll I guess we'll save our comments until the fight's actually gonna happen. Yeah, nothing to talk about for now. Uh, so two announcements that I want to put out for everyone that's listening: the Spanish language podcast that I have been hinting at on social media, not necessarily here, is going to be first episode is dropping tomorrow evening, uh, or maybe Wednesday morning, one or the other. But it'll it's gonna be here soon. So if you would like to get some uh, boxing content in Spanish, I got you covered. If you want to get your hands on that show, just look up Boxing in Español. It's going to be available right away on Spotify. Um, Google Podcasts and Apple Podcasts is going to take a little bit of time, but Boxing in Español will be available on Spotify immediately. I usually put this at the end, but I want to put this at the beginning because I don't think anyone's hearing it. If in the highly likely event I say something stupid, I want you to call 833-772-6964 and uh, leave a message. Let me have it. Tell me what an idiot I am. With all that, uh, let's get into the recaps real quick. The Since we last convened, we had the August 27th card in Oklahoma. Uh, Pedraza Comey fight to a draw. The only two other fights that I felt were like worth mentioning was uh, Richard Torres, obviously. And uh, one that was on the untelevised portion, Abdullah Mason. So let's start. Um, Orad, what are your thoughts looking back on uh, Pedraza versus Comey? Is, was the draw fair? Did one guy do better? What did you see? What did you think? The audio's going to be a little rough here. Apologies. 
Ah, uh, actually, I don't. Yes, I went up a truck. Yeah, like, I didn't make a wave. That's by either guy. It kind of just looked like basically two B-sides showing why they've never reached the A-side level. But overall, I thought the fight was pretty good either way. RG, what did you think? Is that a fair assessment? I didn't see all 10 rounds. I saw, like, the first five. Uh, I think I fell asleep after that. Um, not necessarily because the fight was boring. I think I was just a little tired. And top rank fucking takes forever. But yeah, they do. I think most people kind of thought Pedraza deserved to win. From like the half that I saw, it seemed like Pedraza was doing the better work. But it is what it is. They'll probably run it back. It's not like either guy has an immediately better option. And it kind of leaves them both in limbo. So it's cool. I, I, I thought the at least the portion that I saw was entertaining. So yeah, it's fine. Fuck, fuck the Ghana Boxing Association. That's all <laughs> uh, they didn't get their kick up this time either. That's what you get for being a bitch. Where was uh, Kome from? Or listed from this time? Uh, he was still listed as from Ghana, and he brought the flag out anyway. It's not like they have any authority. They were just like, don't, just don't even carry the flag. Like, wait, <laughs> what are, you, are you going to come take it off of me? Like, what the fuck are you thinking about? Oh, it's not as if, like, the fucking president of Ghana was like, Richard Combs is <laughs> This guy doesn't care about homeless people. It's just some people mad they weren't going to get free money, basically. So you cannot convince me that money's going to buy him, like, fucking shoes and gloves and shit for, like... For amateurs? Yeah. Like, dude, they're random people, yeah. Nonsense. Uh, it's unfortunate, but you're probably right. Dorod, you had the right assessment. Like, it was a good fight. It was entertaining. But they both kind of showed us why they're not on the guy level. They're just... They're good B-sides. Thank you for being, will be your namesake, but yeah. Um, moving along, Richard Torres KO. Did you guys see this one? I did see that. Yeah, yeah that was brutal. That shit was scary, yeah, was man. Brutal. It was just handled in the most, like, inhumane possible way by top <laughs> rank. Like, zooming in on his face while he's just in a fucking another, like, stratosphere. And he's just like, just clear. I'm like, dude, like, what if it comes out that this guy, like. Brain bleeds and dies. Yeah, like, as far as I know, nothing happens to him, but... Yeah, he's a brain bleed or a stroke or some shit. And then Top Rank's out here fucking super zoomed in, like, 4K on his, you know, reeling face. Like, I don't know. That's just what Top Rank does. They love to market off of, like, suffering. That's why if you watch Top Rank cards, you will see, like, tons of just vicious knockouts. Like, Ajagba had that one, like, a year or two ago. I don't know if y'all remember. Where he was just fighting some guy who was way smaller and was never going to be able to... You know, get out of the way of a right hand. And they replay that knockout all the time. <laughs> like, dude, that definitely took several years, I think. I was like, in the same case, the, the Torres knockout. But whatever. Tessator was I'm talking about, like, look at the look at his eyes, look at his pupils, and they're, like, zooming in closer. Exactly like you were talking about. Like, they're cap capitalizing on his suffering. I was stoned as fuck when I was watching it. And the dude's name was, like, Canedo. And I'm not, I, I read it as Canelo a few times. I was like, wait a minute. Wait, wait a minute. <laughs> I did. I, I was a little uh, weird. I was like, oh, this is mad disrespectful. This guy's calling himself Canelo. And he's just some, like, double D Man City, like, heavyweight. <laughs> Scary stuff. Uh, I haven't yeah, really looked scary. into. I should have checked if he's doing all right. But I'm sure he's fine. Or, we would have heard something by something. now. Yeah, I don't know if they're trying to, like, build Torres in, like, a puncher. Like, if that's the way they want to go with him. Verlango you know, 2.0. Yeah, like, I, I'm not really sure what the plan is. I mean, Torres, like, is a, he's the look. You know, he's a unique look, for sure. He's clearly, you know, like, he just looks like fucking Rick Rude. Like, there is, there's just no other way to say it. Like, he looks exactly like Rick Rude. Like, if I was that dude, I would be in fucking Hollywood with casting agents. I wouldn't be finding a fucking top-ranked card for $10,000. I'll tell you that. 
I would dress up like I was on a Grand Theft Auto Vice City. That's pretty much what he did, right? Yeah, with like that the, mustache. The yeah, he like permed his hair. It looks like, like what is this motherfucker doing? I like it though. He's got he's got he's got swag for sure. Yeah, he he's does. Got a weird when he doesn't have facial hair. That mustache doing wonders for him. Oh, let's see. This is my favorite one on the undercard. Was Abdullah Mason versus uh, Reboyar? Uh, Orad, did you watch this one? No, I missed it. I, I heard a couple good comments about uh, Mason, but I missed out on that fight. Fight too early on the broadcast for me. It was the first one. Uh, it's definitely a good fight. Yeah. Definitely worth uh, revisiting just to get a get some eyes on Abdullah Mason. And even uh, Reboyar, not, he's not bad. You know, he's, he was brought in as a B-side to get beat, but uh, he he really showed out, and yeah, he should give himself some credit there. Hopefully, uh, top rank yeah, keeps him like on. Yeah, I feel like maybe with Mason there, he might take their time. He's 18 years old, and like, like they, they have enough time. They don't really need to rush another guy around that division right now, so I'm guessing he'll probably have the Torres kind of bring in. We'll just kind of get him guys to knock out. Uh, that yeah, doesn't he seem good from what I've seen the highlights. It doesn't seem, like KO. Big KOs don't really seem like his style. He seems like more somebody to finesse on someone. More. Yeah, I've seen that he went to distance with this one, but yeah. he, he's pretty much just been bad. Nothing but cans or guys with like their first fight as well. RG, any thoughts? Did you see Abdullah? I didn't. I didn't watch that one. No. Same. Same story with me. It's too early. Well, he's still young, like like we were talking about. He's young. He's early in his career. Just kind of a like a note to keep in the back of your heads for all of you in the boxing verse. Uh, let's move to September third. Uh, just real quick, in the in Liverpool, uh, Liam Smith got a weird stoppage over Hassan Amwakinio. Yeah, I don't know. Not much to really talk about there. <laughs> and let's see, in Hermosillo, El Gallo Estrada is. Got a UD over RG Cortez. I wasn't exactly impressed with his performance. Um, let's start with RG. First thoughts. For the Estrada? Yeah. Um, I thought he looked very bad for most of the fight. No, that's kind of just been the case with Estrada for a little while. He looked he looked pretty bad versus, uh, I don't know about bad, but I thought he got beat by Chocolatito. You know, I don't think that was necessarily a great performance. He looks kind of bad versus Quadris, got dropped. You know, it's, it seems like his defense is really kind of falling off a cliff. Like he got hit a lot versus Cortez. It kind of looked like. Did he ever go down? I can't. I think he dropped Cortez, right? Yeah. But a yeah. Shot, he might, you know, possibly be forced to or whatever. But you know, he weathered the storm. He's clearly more, a lot more composed than Cortez. Like it seemed like Cortez kind of got ahead of himself. He got like super hyped that he was winning, and he just kind of blew it. Like threw a lot of punches that weren't landing. And, or maybe the lights were too bright for him. Yeah, like something like that. It was just, he didn't really know how to close it out, you know. Yeah. And pulled it back because he's very experienced, you know, that's what, that's what he does. So it is what it is. Definitely not. I assume Estrada's matchmakers were not planning for this to be like <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> it's probably a good thing. Not that I really rate Joshua Franco, but it's probably a good thing that he didn't, he didn't fight him. I mean, I, I don't know if he would have won that one, to be honest. If the Estrada that showed up against Cortez were to show up against Franco instead, that yeah, that wouldn't go well for him. Okay, Orad, I want to also get some of your thoughts on the Estrada fight. Given the performance that we saw, how do you rate the trilogy with with uh, Roman Gonzalez and 
WBC franchise and ring magazine belts only. Where the fuck did his other belts go? Yeah, I didn't even know. I, I remember seeing like the headline uh, for the poster at the weigh-ins for like the franchise, and I don't even know when that happened, how that happened. I didn't know either, to be honest with you. Yeah, and that was just kind of like out of left field, and like when it comes to the trilogy fight that they're playing, what is it like December? I think so. Oh, uh, I think both guys are just looking washed. But at this point, I think Estrada just looks worse and worse. Like every time he's come out, he's not even really that old. He's like what thirty-two years old, and yeah, he just—I don't know. That's just kind of like the career lifespan of a flyweight. So, Usually, their peak is around twenty-six, and they're done by like thirty, thirty-one. I think uh, Roman should win the trilogy or the rubber match, if you want to call it that. Yeah, well. Give me- he was, he should be three and zero in those, but ugh. if you if you compare how Chocolatito looked versus Martinez to how Estrada looked versus Cortez, and there's really no comparison. Oh hell no, there's not. Chocolatito just looks so 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 better. Like he looked fresh, think, like five ten one, years younger. Yeah, and I think Martinez is a better opponent than Cortez. Like you know, yeah, yeah. So I'm not I'm not really expecting. I don't know. I think it might maybe a style thing. It'll probably always be close between Estrada and, and Chocolatito. Be cliche styles make fights. Yeah, that's the kind of fight that Estrada would really want to show up for. So it'll probably be close again, but you'd have to favor Chakotito. Yeah, definitely. Kind of how you mentioned too, like with the matchmakers, they probably didn't think this was going to be such a close fight. Yeah. So I don't know if he rose up for this fight or was really thinking he was going to be in in that kind of fight. Cortez, like, I got to take advantage of this. I'm not going to get this kind of spotlight again if I don't do something right now. But, uh, yeah, like I said, not impressive. Um, yeah, I think this might be the end of my guy, but what are you going to do? September 4th, that was a Sunday, Labor Day weekend. The not Staples Center, I'm not calling it the other name because that name is stupid. Just to gloss over real quick, Abner Mares got a majority draw against uh, Miguel Flores. Either of you have anything on this one? Yeah, I, don't know. I was kind of happy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. At least he didn't get his fucking. At least his eyeball didn't get knocked out in the fucking head <laughs> or something horrific. Yeah, like, exactly. Like that, you know. I, I honestly never really cared about Morris even when he was active. He just never really caught my attention. I don't care now. I mean, I'm glad he's not commentating. That's good. But... <laughs> uh, yeah, he was I'm kind of the. the he was on the B side to Santa Cruz, kind of on the come up. Yeah, like, yeah. Uh, he's is he, it's like what what is him coming back like add to the division like nothing. What weight? One thirty or one thirty? That was a uh, thirty-five. Yeah, like what the fuck? Like who who wants to see Mars at thirty-five? I was on the opposite spectrum just because not that I really wanted to see Mars back, but I was, I've always been a big fan of his. Like I think I might shed a tear when Gonzalez sent him to hell. But yeah, it was it, it was a decent fight. Like he looked like he was going to be getting a stoppage early on and then I don't know if he just blew his load or what but after round three it kind of just went downhill and yeah I thought that the decision was pretty accurate all right uh another quick gloss over Charles Martin KO's Devin Vargas I didn't know who Devin Vargas was and nobody gives a shit about Charles Martin so moving along Edwin De Los Santos KO3 against the what we thought was blue chip Jose Valenzuela or Rod, what, what what happened here? I have no idea. That fight was just wild, and like I guess uh, how we were talking about, I think in the last show, the Dominicans are coming up. Yeah, they are. 
there's another one coming up. Gets a big upset. Like, I don't know, Ryo maybe just was a little overconfident, smelling his own shit, something. But he kind of, he just looked awful. Like, his defense was not there. He kept getting tagged at will and ultimately let him get stopped. Yeah, we'll be talking about that uh, Dominican come up on the Spanish show tomorrow. RG, did you, see, you have anything to add to the to the heartbroken Oran? <laughs> I, you know, I didn't know this was Orod's boy, so I knew I was kind of sad for him on that part. I, I was never sued on Rayo personally. I mean, he clearly is. Um, he can. He's clearly talented. Like he, he can punch. Like he dropped. He did. He he got dropped himself twice. And he dropped down to Santos once. Right. That's basically what happened. Yeah. He did. Yeah. He did drop him. So, I mean, he can clearly punch. He's clearly... I think there is a way back. They'll try and rebuild him. But I don't know. I, I never saw the it factor with Rayo necessarily. I just kind of thought, well, well, no one will know. Like, I think it's a little too early right now. Like, some people, they can be, like, fight one. And you're like, a fucker has it. If he doesn't have some horrible flaw or personal issue, like, he'll he'll go all the way. I, I wasn't totally sure if that was the case with Rayo. Seems like it's not, but he'll, he'll, he'll be back for sure. I don't think they'll sell all the stocks like he could fight Roly if he gets you know a comeback or two he he is passed back to to relevance for sure yeah i think a uh, showbox might be a good comeback for him like adorno who we'll talk about in a little bit he was on he was on his comeback and he had a big like how, fight how old is rayo he's on the younger side he's still prospect age you know yeah he's 23 yeah he's got time he'll be he'll be all right but if he was like 25 or 26 or something that would probably be kind of a death sentence to be honest like but those extra years can help a lot just get, get him completely on track for like another year and a half keep him active you know just get, trying to race it remember yeah and get a maybe get a rematch down the road after we've had yeah. a little bit more work yeah like i'm sure de los santos will get big opportunities after this you know they'll, they'll want to keep him don't want to make sure that memory's fresh in people's minds get him in another fight yeah they i'm sure they have options on him like him and like for example like it would be cool to see him versus michelle rivera you know all dominican you know matchup uh, yeah that'd be cool what if they pull the canelo card and like i don't want to fight dominicans <laughs> i would <laughs> i would respect it i would respect it more than what canelo said it to be fair. yeah and like there's not a whole lot of dominican people like relative to mexicans Same with puerto rico i always think it's kind of funny that it's like a big rivalry because it's like dude <laughs> mexico is like population of either of these countries like of course they're always going to dominate them. like it's not even going to be close you know just they, yeah. which i hate the population argument but when there's that much of a disparity it's like damn <laughs> that is a huge advantage because mexico is what like 100 million people 130 what? yeah like what, you're like what does the dr have like 2 million you know like even even a couple of champions from the dr is like really impressive yeah that's what hector garcia is so like to me that's really fucking cool Puebla. so shout out they, yeah they got some that's why I think it comes in waves way more with smaller like Puerto Rico is obviously kind of at a really 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 low point right now (laughs) there's really there's really nothing to look forward to except Zayas I guess well DR kind of seems to be trending upwards it seems Cuba is a little different it's a little yeah there is so that's rough yeah it's almost forced for people to find elite talents there's Puerto Rico or anything you know there's a fair few um, ethnically Puerto Rican people on a lot of cards that are coming up and uh yeah we'll be talking about those tomorrow as well for sure uh let's move on to isaac cruz the motherfucking pitbull holy shit man i think this guy this guy's serious 
this is serious business. And it really seems like the crowd, like the people, the fans are behind him. Like he, like people are really excited for this guy. And I think that's really great. Coming from, uh, what did he say? He was living in a house with uh, like 10 family members. Now he's making the big bucks on Showtime. Yeah, people love Pitbull. Yeah. They just do. Well, like it's some guys crowd, the crowd just likes them. Like it's really, you can't even really quantify it or explain exactly what it is. Like obviously the Javante fight plays a huge, like that's what the source is. But right, that's where the eyes came from. He just appeals to people. I don't know. He seems a bit like an everyman. Like he he came up in the struggle, and you know he was given his shot. The stars aligned. Uh, Davis broke his hand, and he was able to make it look more engaging between the two. I wanted to come up with a word better than exciting, but I think that's just the best way to describe it. Well, he he reminds me of Toledo. The, the way they just bring it every fight, like just winging every shot, like every punch they're throwing, like has intention. It's just nonstop, and it makes for a good fight, like every single time, like you said. And that's why a lot of the people are attached to him now, along with the tank thing. But yeah, his style is very appealing. Like I feel like he got the loudest pop, pretty much that whole card. Yeah, I think you're right. Let's see. One of the more popular matchup options that I heard was. Isaac Cruz versus uh, Romero. What do we think? Yeah, I think that's just the logic of like they're both tank opponents. Or whatever. I mean, that's cool. I would I would watch it for sure. As far as like optics, Raleigh being the like the trash talker and Isaac Cruz being like the really reserved, you know, kind of humble guy. I, I, obviously, there's kind of like a language. Spanish is like any. I know he speaks it, but I don't know if he like actually speaks it or if it's kind of like. Just a casual sort of. It was like Danny Garcia situation. Oh you know what I mean? God, Danny Garcia was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I think Rollins from the Showtime on Axis, he talks it pretty much the most, uh, like kind of like most, like second, third generation Hispanic kids do. Mm. I didn't like, know he could get by with it. I always thought Dominican. Like I just kind of assumed. Like I don't know. I didn't think he was Cuban. That kind of surprised me finding that out. Romero. Yeah, Raleigh's Cuban. Yeah. Man. Wow, I didn't know that. The, yeah, I, I mean he's he's American, but sure, his sure. dad was his dad's Cuban. Yeah. Uh, the meat and potatoes of this one, emphasis on meat because these boys are big. God damn, Andy Ruiz looked like shit. Andy Ruiz. Yeah, all the potatoes too. <laughs> yeah, he did. He gets the he gets the unanimous decision over Luis Ortiz, for how good he looked like he was, like being in shape as far as that goes. It it was pretty disappointing to see another tub of shit Andy Ruiz come out. <laughs> He's kind of like Broner in the sense of when it comes to his weight, where like this time it's going to be different. I'm dedicated. <laughs> I'm focused. You'll see a different me. And then he you has see me been better doing than that. last time. He has been doing that, hasn't he? I think a lot of people just have like a weird expectation for Andy. Like Andy is literally always like shit. Yeah, he has. Like, yeah, like look at his like you can go on box track and look at his weights. Like he's he's never been below like 250. Like he's usually barely. He's not usually not even below 260. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah. It, it, gonna show up and be like with a fucking like any muscle def well his arms are massive to be fair but he's not gonna have any like you know body definition like it's just not the way he's built he's a fucking brick shit house like he, he can't get rid of a lot of that weight at this point i don't think nah i, I don't think, think it was, so you know, like it's just how it's just how he's built 
Uh, have we? Is this the last? I didn't watch the post-fight presser. Is this the last of Ortiz? Is he? Is he hanging it up? He talked like he wanted to keep going. Mm. He he did way better than I, I think most people expected. Yeah, I think so. A lot of interest in seeing yeah. thing. I've always been a big fan, but I, I don't want to see. I can't him remember more. off the top of my head either, though. Like I know the card wasn't it. Uh, Ortiz didn't get dropped three times. He would have won. Yeah, that's how I scored it. Which is I don't think I've ever scored a fight that way. Where like. Ruiz or Ortiz won more rounds, but the KDs, the knockout, yeah, like just gave the win to Ruiz. It was like 113, 112, or some shit. Something I had a seven to five Ortiz, and pretty much a knockdown being the main difference. I think there's basically like two angles to look at the fight from. Like, you have to look at Andy's performance, which was like not that good, like realistically, and then you have to look at like Andy's reception, which I think was pretty good. Like, people still like Andy. You know, even though the Ariola fight was kind of a, a blunder, yeah. you know, overall. I think it's, people were still kind of attached to him. People still want to see him win, you know. I was I was surprised at how involved the crowd was, you know. Like, obviously, there were boos during a lot of the slower rounds, but whenever Andy would have success, they would really go ape shit. So it's cool to see people are still interested in Andy Ruiz. I, one thing I will say about his performance is I think he proved he is a puncher. Like, some people have kind of thrown, like, it's sort of like a hot take, like saying Amir Khan doesn't have a bad chin, he just has bad defense. Like, the hot take is, like, Andy doesn't really punch. Joshua just kind of has a sus chin. I think Fatboy can punch. I think he's pretty much proved that. He knocked the shit out of Ortiz, like, a few times. Like, dude dude can put them. Yeah, he had him rocked at the end in the later rounds. Yeah. He had him rocked for sure. Yeah, dude can punch. I think I think that's for sure. Um, anything more to add on this one before we gloss over the uh, the showbox card? Okay, I said my piece. Yep, same here. Here we go. Bally's Event Center, September 9th in Atlantic City. We had three fights, and they were all actually pretty fun. I think so, anyway. Did you guys watch this card before I go on? No? Just go over it real quick. To start off the card, we had uh, Royman Villa fighting uh, Janelson Figueroa Boca Chica. He's... Puerto Rican, but he lives in Detroit. Uh, Roman Vila, he he really brought the he brought the heat like that Latino like bull rush kind of style, like Isaac Cruz pretty much. And uh, yeah, Boca Chica didn't really have an answer to the pressure. Uh, he got dropped, and uh, he was made to look pretty silly. And Harvey Doc took away a point for all the times he spit out his mouth guard. Frankie Saya is an, another Dominican guy versus uh, Bernard Torres, a Filipino who now lives in Norway, which is that was kind of an interesting hop. But um, that one, one, that one was really close. It ended up a split decision for uh, for Saya. Yeah, Saya started off really well using range, jab, reach, whatever, and then uh, after a knockdown, like Torres seemed to get mad, and he started really putting on pressure and started landing clean shots when he was throwing flurries at him at really close range. I would definitely use this fight as my recommendation for going back and watching the card if you haven't already. And let's see, Adorno gets the UD over Roldan from Argentina. Um, he reminded me a lot of Carlos Quadras when Quadras was good, good being a relative term. Um, and that was kind of the same situation. Um, Adorno started off really strong, and then Roldan came on towards the end with a with a lot of pressure, and it was really cool. It was a really cool style matchup. So yeah, if you can get a hold of that card, I recommend you guys watch it. It's a it's pretty fun. Yeah, kind of bummed I missed that. I know the showbox cards are kind of. Uh, yeah. sink or swim kind of mentality when they make those and they're yeah. usually pretty good when they do that yeah definitely i'll uh don't listen to that fbi
Okay, now, the reason everyone is here. In Bolton, United Kingdom, London Arthur. <laughs> I'm just kidding, I don't give a shit about that. In Las Vegas, Canelo and Golovkin meet for the third time, four years and two days after their last fight. I'm sure most of you listening are familiar, but just in case you forgot, let me remind you what happened the first and second time. On September 16th, 2017, at the T-Mobile Arena, Gennady Golovkin fought Canelo to a split draw, with the scorecards being 114-114 from Don Trella, 113-115 from Dave Moretti, and the highly controversial 118-110 from Adelaide Bird. The rematch took place one day shy of a year later, again at the T-Mobile Arena, where Canelo won a majority decision. The scorecards for this fight were 114-114 by Glenn Feldman, 115-113 from Dave Moretti, and 115-113 from Steve Weisfeld. The first two fights were contested at middleweight, but this one will be for the undisputed Super Middleweight Championship. On the undercard, we have super middleweight contender Ali Akhmadov taking on the battle-tested Gabe Rosado. Uh, this is for a... it's for a trinket belt. It's nothing... nothing major. But we do have Jesse Bam Rodriguez, 16-0, the WBC super flyweight champion taking on Mexico's Israel Gonzalez. Jesse Rodriguez is coming back off of two spectacular performances against aging but highly rated super flyweights Carlos Cuadras and Srisaket Sorongasa. Let's go from the bottom up so that we can save the best for last. I'm not too familiar with uh, Akhmadov, to be totally honest, but I I know what Gabe Rosado, like, I know who he is, what he is at this point of his career. Uh, you know, like what he brings to the table and all that. So, who of you can uh, school me up on Akhmadov? Argy, can't say I really know anything. No? No, not really. Oh, shit. Well, <laughs> the only thing I really know, he's the guy who got knocked out on the Golov- one of Golovkin's undercards, right? Yeah. Got knocked out by Gongora or whatever. Yeah, he got knocked out in the 12th. Um, that was on a Friday card in... Um, Florida, Florida. That was the Zarameda card, uh, Golovkin Zarameda fight. Yeah, I'm gonna say he's chinny. <laughs> I'll say that. Right. Other than that, yeah, Gabe Rosado has that old man strength. Can I ask a uh, Beck the bully? I was gonna say Gabe might actually have a chance here. Yeah, I think so. He's really settled into that gatekeeper slot really, really well. Surprised he's actually still around. Like. It just seems like he's been around, what, over 11 years, 12 years now, yeah. as a gatekeeper? As a gatekeeper? Shit, I, I think know he's... they kind of fed him to Quillen, Charlo, like... Triple G. Uh, even... I think that he was still, like, relatively seen as, I don't know, like, decent then, but yeah, after that, it was just like a string of pretty much everyone, PBC, before PBC had, then Lemieux, all the HBO guys got a crack at him. I'm actually surprised he's still around. Well, I'm going to try to get his autograph if I can. Bam Rodriguez, Israel Gonzalez. Uh, I'm expecting this is a little bit of a showcase for Bam. Just another, like, kind of passing the time to see who wins uh, Estrada Gonzalez 3. Just kind of my guess, but I'm expecting Bam to stunt. 
Unless you think differently, maybe? Yeah, I think pretty much like you said, it should be a showcase. Like, Bam's on a come up. They want to make him look good. Have him on the co-main with Canelo. He makes himself so, look good. Also a common opponent. It's another common opponent with uh, Chocolatito. It's the guy Chocolatito fought a couple years ago. Ooh, so yeah, they're definitely setting that one up then. Uh, now, to the main event. Canelo Golovkin 3. Was this fight necessary? Do you work for DAZN? No. Because if so... Okay, well then no, it wasn't necessary. <laughs> I'm an investor in DAZN. Now what's the answer? Well, that's the funny thing. It's like, that is like mega necessary, but, but I don't... I mean, Canelo Golovkin, those were big fights. They did make super well, made a ton of money, but like... Bro, DAZN is way too fucked at this point for Canelo Golovkin to, to save it. Yeah. Well, you have to worst performing of the three. Right, and that's just usually how it works. It's been several years. Not, I mean, it'll still make a lot of money, but I mean, the first two made like a fucking lot of money. So it, it would be surprising to me if they meet that sort of caliber again, to be honest. Yeah, you're right. They're, they're, there's no like public interest this time, like there was for the first ones. For the first one, for sure. Then the controversy, for, from what it seemed to me, turned people off of the second one. But that was just how I saw it, what I saw happening. Maybe people miss this, though. I don't know. Maybe it'll be, like, kind of nostalgic, and then it'll do the same. I really have nothing to do. Hmm. Or, Rod, what do you think? What do you think's going on here? Yeah, I don't know. I haven't really seen much promo. No one's really... Usually my phone's blowing up for Canelo fight weeks, like, my cousins, uncles, all that, saying, hey, are you going to have a fight? I haven't gotten nothing. Like, how you mentioned, if you're interested in it, you're probably working for the zone, but... Like, I, I, of course I'm a watch. It's just something that I'm not, like, dying to see. Or you're a Triple, you're a triple G fanboy. I saw some advertisement watching the uh, the Alabama game. Shout out, Rotod. Uh, <laughs> strange thing, what? Well, two two strange things. One, when the announcer said live on, he didn't say, they gave up on design. The zone is dead. They said D-A-Z-N. Okay, they, we won. That's all I have to say. We won. Fuck them. They don't even say that stupid name anymore. Because his the name second, is terrible. Super dumb name. Nobody, like, <laughs> it's not a thing that, like, if you heard that, you would not think, oh, let me type D-A-Z-N. You would type D-A-Z-O-N-E, because that's what they fucking say. But, whatever. And also, the advertisement didn't actually even say the date. Like, dude, the fight's in a fucking week. You should probably let people know. You know what I mean? It said, like, coming Oh, coming soon. Wunderbar. This shit's about to be pretty funny. At least I think it is. Did your Discord glitch out? Damn, he might die. Damn, dog. Kind of like this one where, like, it doesn't feel like it's... All right, kind of naturally. If you were talking, we didn't hear anything. (laughs) Oh, really? You can't hear me? We could not hear a fucking word. 10, 15 seconds. Oh, shit. Um, Let me think what I said. Give me one second. We're being hacked by the zone, people. (laughs) Talking bad about them. Um, I guess like while we're waiting for you to collect your thoughts, I don't feel like there's the same level of excitement. Uh, it doesn't seem like it's as big of a deal as the first one was. Um, and like with the controversy or whatever, it doesn't feel like it's as big of a deal as the second one either. I know that I'm trying to really create a dog and pony show here. But this seems like more of fan service for the, you know, the Triple G collective. Uh, the people who felt that Triple G was wronged in not just the first fight, but the second one as well. Like they want their hero to get revenge. 
um, but like it, this is four years later. You know what I mean? Like it's not. It it wasn't. It's several years too late. This kind of has a hype levels of Canelo and Gulo. Canelo Kirkland were in the first two. Canelo Jacobs. Uh, I love fights. Uh, yeah, in terms of Canelo hype, this is kind of in those yeah. lower tier pay-per-views that you said. Yeah, I think you nailed it right there. Um, it seems like people are just excited for Canelo, not necessarily caring about who he's fighting. It's just, you know, it's Canelo, so we're going to watch. I, I'm expecting this, though, like as far as... I don't know. I don't. I'm not expecting this to be entertaining in terms of like high high levels of skill on display, like we got with the first two. I'm expecting more of. To be honest with you, I'm expecting Canelo to beat the shit out of Golovkin. I really am. Golovkin's like what 42. Yeah, he's and he's uh, yeah, he's around that age. I don't know. I think here's the questions I'll pose. Like, one, will Golovkin win more than three rounds at this older age? And two, will moving up to 168 make any difference, better or worse? I'm hoping it'll give him more punch resistance. I know that he's he's open to the body. You know what I mean? Like he can he can get uh, hurt with bo- a good body shot. And Canelo throwing body shot and like his brand of gloves, the no boxing, no life. Like those are modeled after the, I think the Everlast MX, which yeah, the horsehair ones. Yeah, they're they're really light on the padding. And Canelo going to the body. Body shots have been a big part of what have made Canelo so successful thus far. RG, you get your you get your mind right? No, I honestly have no idea what the fuck I was saying. But uh, <laughs> I think Canelo will probably knock him out. Is that it? Uh, is that all we got? Did we mention uh, Jake Paul? Cool. Jake Paul and Anderson Silva? Not yet. Oh, yeah. Uh, there's not a lot to talk about yet. Because um, that's at the end of October. So we'll... We can address that when it when the time comes, but yeah, that's happening. Um, I don't know. I think it's I think it's pretty cool. It's in Phoenix, so I'm I'm, I'm, I'm obviously excited. Fighting MMA fighting. Him fighting MMA fighters is the best part of his gimmick. <laughs> I don't really care about him fighting like B level fighters. Like I don't or boxers. I mean, I don't give a shit about that. Like, Seem Rockman, nobody cares. Put him against guys who are, like used to be good in the UFC. Love it. Like he's he's obviously gonna fight Nate Diaz now. Oh yeah, you know? hell oh, yeah, he's. After that shitter that we we saw, <laughs> God, that was terrible. Yeah, like, it, and he fucking, you know, he's out of his contract now. He fulfilled his contract. So yeah, really nothing from happening. Yeah, cash out with uh, Jake Paul. Uh, maybe another high level boxing, high level as in like high profile. But yeah, he definitely brings names, or he yeah he brings eyes. He puts meat in the seats. Him fighting Jake Paul is just makes perfect sense. Those guys doing like they got mic skills. They're they're gonna sell it. But yeah, we'll get a we'll talk more on that later. But I think that's it. We're all the way through the outline for this for this one. One last question: If you're a betting man, do you go Canelo decision at plus one hundred five or Canelo knockout at plus one seventy? Shout out to my boys Caleb and Robbie. Oh yeah, they're big. I'd take that knockout at 170 for sure. But I don't gamble very much, so I'm not too familiar with like betting lines or anything like that. I'm actually surprised it's that wide. Like I felt like it would be kind of a pick'em kind of odds for the knockout. That is pretty close to pick'em, isn't it? Plus 170, yeah. Yeah, 
Yeah, well, because normally you pick them is like around uh, one, yeah, minus one ten. Ah, uh, okay. So it's pretty good value still. <laughs> good value. Well, like I know the over under is set at around ten and a half rounds right now, so they might be oh, expecting okay. a late knockout. Yeah, I'm surprised it's that high. I mean, I don't think it'll be like in the first three rounds or anything, but ten and a half is pretty fucking late. Yeah, I would have thought it would have been like. If it were going for a knockout, it would have been like eight or eight and a half rounds. Yeah, I was thinking like eight, eight, eight or nine or something. Yeah, you just have to be mega confident that Canelo will turn up the heat in that last, you know, four and a half minutes if you're going for the over. Yeah, I've been missing on a lot of my boxing bets because I think I'm the biggest gambler of the three. And so if you want to fade me, uh, I'm going to end up going with Canelo knockout at that plus 170. The bets are in. So, if you're betting on this fight, uh, call 833-772-6964. Uh, let me know what you bet and uh, if you did well. Don't have to give me specific amounts. So pretty much pick the opposite because I've missed like, maybe the <laughs> last six or seven boxing bets I've made. So that's your money maker right there. I don't think I've ever gambled on a fight before. Yeah? No, I, I don't think I've ever gambled on sports, period. Huh. First legal bet I want to say was Thurman Garcia, and I lost that. Actually, I'm wrong. That very same day was a uh, Bellu versus Hay, like five hours before. The first or the second? And I think I, the first one, and hmm. I think I took Bellu KO. Like I just randomly tossed twenty on it. I think it was like plus four hundred, and ended up making I think it was like eighty bucks total. And then that's where I put it all on Danny being a fanboy of his, and then yeah, ended up losing it. Uh, well, what are you going to do? Um, low. RG dipped again. So, I think that's it for us. Good times will be had by all on Saturday. Especially me. Especially not Golovkin. Nathan, if you're listening, you will be eating crow Saturday night. Just for, don't forget that number. 833-772-6964. And be sure to let Orod know how his bets are terrible. And I lost you the mortgage. <laughs> All that good stuff. And, uh, yeah, if you like any other SEC team, let RG know in the voicemail. Horns up. <laughs> All right, that's it. Thanks for stopping by. Sir, see you later. Talk to you all later. That's going to do it for this episode of the B-Sides Boxing Podcast. Uh, if you want to get in touch with us, you can go to bxng.co slash links. On that page, you'll find all the ways that you can get in touch with us. Uh, Discord, Twitter, Instagram, uh, the phone number's there too. Um, 833-772-6964, don't forget it. Um, if you hit the little menu at the top, you can find the B-Sides Boxing Podcast page. You'll also find the Spanish show, Boxing en Español. The links for that podcast will be there as it comes out. All right, check you guys later. <laughs>